Yo, it's your man Jay Boogie, and welcome to the JJ's Report Podcast, presented by Wingstop Shelby Street at 7711 South Shelby Street, Indianapolis, Indiana, just north of the Greenwood Park Mall on the south side of town. Now, let's get right into it. We got craziness, foolishness, that's what I like to call it, coming from this week of football, but let's start off with the semi-state ball game last night, number one center Grove beats the brakes, the doors, the, the windshields, the back seats off of Ben Davis last night, 48-13. Now, starting this ball game, it was 13-13 at the half. Ben Davis answering, playing nose-to-nose, chest-to-chest, on a boy in the first half. Daniel Weems, Carson Steele, put in crazy work in the second half. But now, let's start off with the first half. Daniel Weems goes 46 yards for a touchdown on the first possession. Ben Davis comes right back down the field. Juwan Swanson hits Dylan Moore, touchdown. Both teams missed their opening uh, touchdowns, extra points. So it's six apiece. Daniel Weems scores again for Center Grove. <laughs> then Ben Davis comes right back down and scores again. 13-13 at the half. But Center Grove in the first half, in my opinion, were trying to do too much. They, they, they stopped dancing with the partner that came with them. They stopped dancing with the girl that came to the dance with them. They were trying to pass the ball, doing motion offense and all this. Coach Eric Moore came in <laughs> at the half and said, look, we can really lean on these boys. We bigger than they are and we stronger than they are. We're going to run the football the whole second half. They come walk right back down the field, got Carson Steele, the war horse, got him going. They go up 20 to 13. The ensuing kickoff, Ben Davis fumbles on that kickoff, turns the ball over, and it's in the Grove, go down the other end, and look up when you, by, by the time you bite into your hot dog, it's 27-13. <laughs> and then the wheels fall off the doggone wagon for Ben Davis, and, 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 uh, Center Grove scores on five consecutive drives in the th- to start the third to start the second half and the ball game's out of control. Oh, I felt so bad for Ben Davis, but it is what it is. Center Grove's the number one team in the state. They came in, they were 12 and 0. They shouldn't have had to travel to the west side to play this ball game in the first place. So they were salty when they walked in the door. The fact that they had to put their shoes on and go to the west side when they should have been playing at Ray Skillman Stadium. And they don't, don't look at me sideways and crazy because I've been saying the same thing for the last three or four years that it needs to be seated. The best team should be playing at the crib because they earn it. Like when Ben Davis in 2017 was beating the brakes off everybody and having to travel all over the doggone place to play before they got to the state championship. The best team typically is going to win anyway because home home field advantage is not what it it, it is in college football, in, in, in high school football. 
because nobody goes to the doggone game. It's mind-blowing to me that Ben Davis got these boys at the crib, and there's nobody on Ben Davis' side. There's more people on Center Grove's side traveling than there were at Ben Davis. I'm just saying. But, so you can put that on the fans. You can put that on folks. Don't show up and support the team because you got to have a home field advantage in order to be able to do these things. But I'm just keeping it real. Center Grove, the war horse, Daniel Weems and company put in work. Both Weems and Steele finished the ball game with three touchdowns. Now they get ready to go and play for the state championship. They'll probably beat the brakes, the doors, the windshields, and the doggone carburetor off of Westfield next week. <laughs> they might as well just call it the Mick Invitational, and whoever wins the doggone Mick wins the state championship. Uh, that, that, that's just the way it should be. Westfield ain't got a chance of winning that ball game next week. Not a chance. Because, oh, hey, Eric Moore, all you got to do is lean on these boys. Run the football. Quit trying to satisfy everybody and do all this extra stuff. Just run the football. You got Weems and, and the War Horse back there. You shouldn't have any problem. Now, let's move on to the NBA. Let's let's talk about the foolishness going on here. First of all, we had the NBA draft uh, on Wednesday night. Now, you can lie to yourself all you want and say that you knew all the duns that was getting drafted or you knew most of the duns that were getting drafted. <laughs> I knew two or three cats in the draft. The, the Anthony Edwards kid, everybody knew about him. LaMelo Ball and then Obi. Cotton, whatever his name is. See, see what I'm talking about? <laughs> Oh, but the draft, you got to get the NBA, the, the, the props, crazy props, because the NBA draft in the bubble, the virtual situation, was one of the best drafts I've ever seen, simply because you it gave you the intimate, the intimate uh, feeling of watching them in their homes in with their family. You can see who, what family members sitting around waiting to get paid. What family members are truly uh, happy that the kid is getting drafted and not going to want anything, not looking for a handout, but it was done sitting there like, hey, man, I need $20. <laughs> it was done out there sitting in there like, hey, dog, as soon as this, this, this telecast is over, I need five grand, dog. I, 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 got, I want to start a, a body shop. In the basement. <laughs> hey, but well, I'm telling you. So, good good luck to all the cats that just got drafted. It's going to be great to see. Ton, ton of fun to watch. But what I want to talk about is, how in the world does Dwight Howard sign a one-year deal for $2.6 million to play for the Lakers last year win a championship, go out on the free agent market, and sign the same doggone deal with Philadelphia. <laughs> he must have uh, Donald Duck, Daffy Duck, and Elmer Fudd on his team as, as agents. He's got to have the worst agent in America. The fact that he, that he won a championship 
and he's now going back on the free agent market and, and signing for the same amount of money he made last year, veterans minimum? What is that? Come on, man. You worth more than a veterans minimum. He played well with the Lakers last year. Matter of fact, he resurrected his career. And he can at least get a couple, three more years out of it. This done signs a one-year deal worth $2.6 million with a ring on his finger. Hey, whoever that Dunn's agent is need to be fired. Kicked out. That Dunn need to be selling. Uh, he need to be standing out in front of the uh, in front of the, front of the little joint in, in the in the <laughs> in the mall, giving away the little barbecue on the stick. That's what he need to be doing. If he because you only have to have any experience as an agent to get him a better deal. I could have walked him in there and got him ten million dollars just on GP. Hey, man, we got Dwight Howard here. He just won a championship with the Lakers. The Dunn's still in good shape. You saw what he was able to do. Let's sign at least a three-year deal worth $10 million or $15 million. Something. $2.6 million? Come on, man. That's the worst thing ever. Ever. So, unbelievable. Unbelievable situation. But now, let's move on. Let's talk about... The Purdue Boilermakers last night got robbed. Robbed in Minnesota on the street by Dunn with a butter knife. Butter knife got him, dog. With Jeff Bright, look, with less than a minute left in the ball game, Minnesota is up 34-31. And Jack Plummer hits Payne Durham tight end in the corner of the end zone for clearly was a touchdown. The ref calls it an offensive pass interference. And Jeff Brown is about to lose it out there. That dumb was out there. <laughs> he, was, hey, he was out there like, you lucky they paid me $5 million. <laughs> you lucky they paid me $5 million. I'll be out here all over you. I'll I know he wanted to foul on the Dunn because they were doing a lot of hand checking and, 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 and hand fighting. And the guy did push the guy's hands off of him, but it was slight and it was all in the matter of hand fighting. They both were doing it and they had been doing it all night. And to call that in that situation was a complete terrible call. And so Jeff Brown's got every right to be upset about it. But the Don looked like he was ready to fight. I mean, and if he would have saw him after the game, he probably would have fired on him in a doggone tunnel somewhere. <laughs> hey, we're getting ready. We got big ball games today. We got Bedlam, Oklahoma, Oklahoma State tonight. But before we get to that, we got Indiana, number nine, Indiana, going out to Columbus to play in the horseshoe. Number three, Ohio State. Now, all Indiana needs to do is make it a respectable game. Nobody's expecting Indiana to win this ball game. Matter of fact, I'm expecting Indiana to get the brakes beat off of them, but I hope they don't get the brakes beat off of them because they hadn't really played anybody. Because, you know, Penn State turned out to be trash. Michigan turned out to be trash. Michigan State is trash. And... 
Rutgers is trash. So at least, so I don't expect them to be in this ball game for any length of time because I think Penix is going to get exposed uh, for just standing there flat-footed throwing the football. He's got terrible throwing motion, and I think he's going to get exposed. He's going to throw multiple picks, and they're going to get the doors blown off of him. But if they can if they can play this game without getting the doors blown off of them, then, hey, they still be in the top 20 when it's over. And that's great for Indiana. That is my uh, alma mater, and that's what I got to say about it. Hey, it's your man, Jay Boogie, from the jgraysreport.com. Or you can hit me up on Twitter, at jgraysreport, so you can holler at your boy. And also remember that this segment is presented by Wingstop Shelby Street. That's 7711. South Shelby Street, Indianapolis, Indiana, just north of the Greenwood Park Mall on the south side of town. Tell them Jay Boogie said, Holla at